0: Good afternoon. Welcome to one of the most epic screen cleaning episodes ever. Would you say that's right, Cole? I would say we're talking about one of the most epic screen events ever. Yes. What? So our show's not going to be that great? Is that what you're saying? Well, it's we're going to try. Okay. <laughs> we are definitely going to try. And hopefully you did by filling out those Marvel Cinematic Universe movie brackets because today we are going to be sharing the results. The results are in and only one person will walk away with that free Audible audiobook code.
1: And only one movie will walk away the champion and the favorite of our screen-cleaning audience. Oh,
0: boy. I think Cole knows because he uh he tabulated I tabulated everything. all the results yeah.
1: and also got some interesting... Um, statistics for just how many votes The Incredible Hulk
0: got, if any. That is exciting. That's coming up here in just a bit. We do, pretty much we're talking about Endgame this entire time. Although, you know, if you can't get a ticket to see it this weekend, don't despair. There are a few other movies that are in the theaters right now that you can see that are also worthy of your time and money. I just saw one yesterday. You may have heard of it called Shazam. It's also a superhero movie. That's right. And it's, it's, I love it. I love these movies that just take a step back. You know, the fate of the universe is not at stake. The stakes are much smaller. I feel like those movies are more intimate and can sometimes be even better. Not saying that Shazam is necessarily better than Endgame. Or
1: anything ever in the history of the known universe has ever been better than Endgame.
0: Which is interesting. And we'll talk about your take on Endgame here in just a minute. But check out Shazam. It's not even going to make in its entire run as much money as Endgame is going to make this weekend. And that's sad to me.
1: Also, Disney in the Disney world that isn't just Marvel movies, they have a nature documentary called Penguins. It's still around. Jeff reviewed it just a couple weeks ago.
0: That's right. And if, you know, you still want to get your Marvel fix, but you couldn't get tickets to Endgame or you're not quite ready because you haven't caught up with the other films, go see Captain Marvel. Still in theaters. It's there to be caught up on. See, folks, lots of options. It's not the end of the world if you don't see Endgame.
1: But everyone's going to, so let's talk about it. Get
0: your babysitters, don't drink anything during the film, and go to the bathroom prior to sitting down.
1: And even with all that planning, you may still need to use the restroom. This is a three-hour and two-minute movie, including credits.
0: Yeah, these tickets are selling so crazy that theaters are being forced to just getting rid of some of the other films and adding more showings of Endgame. This is huge, people. Yeah,
2: but to the surprise of no one, I believe. I mean,
0: I don't think I've not shocking. I've never gone online to purchase a ticket and have a queue for a movie that has been pre-selling tickets for weeks now, right? But I looked down a Megaplex website the other day, and I was there was a line. I just wanted to look at the tickets.
1: Over $100 million in ticket pre-sales alone before Thursday happened. Now we are in the midst of this weekend, and it is prepared to beat every single opening weekend box office record, domestic, international, and in the universe. Okay.
0: So at this point, Cole, Mickey, and I have all seen Endgame. Yes. And I want to know your thoughts on it, without giving any spoilers, of course. We would never. Cole doesn't even want me to mention the plot. Why not, Cole?
1: Because because the whole thing that makes endgame such a great experience is not knowing anything and just letting the experience happen this movie is not about the plot it's not about the character development or, or the things that kind of make movies movies it's about the culmination of 21 other experiences that hopefully you've done the research and seen a few of um, and then just sitting your butt in the seat for three hours and letting it all wash
0: over mm-hmm. you so I want to point something out Cole you you mentioned 22 films this culmination of these 22 films would you say that these are great films are all 22 you're, films great I
1: feel like you're setting me up here Jeff
0: <laughs> well I just not want to go all back. of them are great okay it just reminds me of this scene from The Simpsons where Homer picks up this coupon. For Tony's pizza, ooh, buy one get one free. And Lisa says, "Dad, Tony's has terrible pizza." Yeah, but there's two.
1: Yeah, so Marvel, <laughs> Marvel thrives on synergy. I think there, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts is the idea that the fact that they've done these twenty-two movies is more impressive and it's cooler to watch than any one individual movie being a great movie right
2: but and including you have Endgame. to respect the planning and the oh yeah creation that's gone into this and that's kind of what makes it such a rewarding payoff at least for me was just kind of the respect i kind of revere them and what they've done and i think it will go down in cinematic history to be honest
0: oh for sure and you know to give them their due absolutely 22 films to maintain such a high quality throughout over 22 films with Many different directors is just unheard of. So a credit to to Marvel and the powers that be that planned all of this because
1: Kevin Feige is the there name was a that comes to mind. He is kind right. of the orchestrator of all of it, keeps everything in track, makes sure the continuity makes sense.
0: And yet it's still there were certain directors that you could tell had a certain style and. And those directors were still allowed to shine. I think of James Gunn. I think of um, Taika Waikiki Or is it Waititi? Waititi. Waititi. Um, even, I guess, to an extent, Kenneth Brana too. I recently watched the original Thor. And he was kind of the perfect director for that because there are so many... Shakespearean-type scenes. And, you know, he's directed a lot of Shakespeare and been in adaptations of Shakespeare. So I thought that was very fitting. So, yeah. We'll get
1: into the individuals of each Marvel movie when we talk about the bracket and go through every single Marvel movie. Endgame, yeah, again, it's it's hard to tell you much more than it's satisfying, it's mm-hmm.
0: fun, it's emotional. Let me just say this, okay? I don't think we're spoiling anything by saying, you know what happens at the end of Infinity War. A finger is snapped. I won't say whose, because I don't want to spoil it. Uh, But half of all humanity dies, right? Or I guess all of They're uh, decimated. Half of half of every creature in existence, because that includes extraterrestrial beings as well. And And so basically at the beginning of the film, we get a snapshot of what the remaining beings are up to
1: and how each one of them kind of deals with the gravity the of this situation how right. how we grieve individually we go through our surviving main characters specifically and see what they're doing how they deal with it and and it all kind of makes sense in their character as well it's it's kind of a fascinating study and it's it's really really stinking emotional i have made no no secret of the fact that i cried consistently for the entire first hour of this movie yeah. If not more.
2: And I will say, it's if you haven't seen all, every single Marvel movie like me, it's worth it to uh, look up the synopsis and just kind of study up before. there's a bunch of YouTube, like Absolutely. sort of cram it kind of things. It's worth it to do that so you kind of understand the scope of the whole thing.
0: Speaking of short YouTube video clips. The only news
1: in the world is endgame-related news. The only press junkets that are happening are endgame-related press junkets. And with such a large cast, you get a lot of different people going on the the Tonight Shows and the late-night shows.
0: Yeah, and so we've got a really entertaining clip to share with you as we go out to commercial. Jimmy Fallon, leave it up to Jimmy Fallon to create some sort of a musical sketch involving all of the Avengers and this time it's in the form of a spoof of Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire with quite a number of the cast members of this new film that's coming out.
2: Tony Stark, Iron Man Nick Fury has a plan Big Shot, Pepper Potts, Op Reactor Core, Asgard, Kitchen War,
0: Loki and his brother Thor Bruce Banner, Radiation Transformation Welcome back to Screen Cleaning. As I mentioned earlier in the program, this is going to be probably the most epic episode we've ever had. And that's because we are going to be doing our Marvel Cinematic Universe movie bracket. The brackets are back, people. Yes. People get really excited about these and for good cause, In this one especially. Because as Cole mentioned, this is a culmination of 20 one, I mean, there, I know there are 22 films, but we're going to be looking at the 21 films leading up to Endgame, and people have opinions on these films. Imagine that. Yeah. Um, now, Cole, can you tell us how this worked and where we gathered all of these responses?
1: Yeah, for the past month, the bracket has been available on our different social media platforms and on the BYU Radio website for people to vote for their favorite Marvel movie. And now I've tabulated all the results, saw which movie got the most votes to move on in each round, and we will be using that popular vote to determine the winners here in our ultimate bracket. We did one bracket where we kind of decided, we had another where we had a third-party panel
0: decide, but this one... We're giving it back to the people. To the people. Giving it back to the people, which is, I think, what Marvel has kind of done with Endgame. There's a lot of fan service in the film. And speaking of giving back, we are giving a free Audible code to the person who wins or has the most winning bracket or the winningest bracket. <laughs> the closest to the popular vote. Right. Oh, this is so exciting. I can't wait to find out who's going to win and uh, how wrong people might be, or just to see if their opinions align with mine.
1: Yeah, we can also argue with what's popular, and uh, I think we're going to start it off easy, right? This should be pretty cut and dry. It was with the people, and we'll see if it is with us as well. Our first matchup is between Iron Man 3 and
0: Thor 2, Thor The Dark World. So both sequels, okay.
2: What happened in Iron Man 3? Is that where Gwyneth Paltrow...
0: Becomes yes. Becomes a superhero. Gets some special powers, temporarily yeah, anyway. Yeah. Iron Man 3 is unique, in my opinion, because he spends the bulk of the film not in his Iron Man suit. I love these movies that make the hero so vulnerable, which is probably why Batman is my favorite superhero. When I rewatched this, it reminded me of Mission Impossible
1: 4, where all their tech just seems to go wrong Every time they turn around. It's the only Mission Impossible without any mask reveals because when they try to make the mask, it doesn't work. It goes on the fritz. And this is happening to Iron Man just constantly through Iron Man 3.
0: And this movie probably has my favorite twist in any of the Marvel movies that I've seen. It also is a twist that angered a lot of people, but I was not one of those people.
1: Yeah, Guy Pierce was the actual Mandarin, not... Not ben Kingsley. ben Kingsley. Oh, I remember. Spoiler that. alert. Okay, But so that's... you've had
2: plenty of time to see it. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: Iron Man 3. I got about... all of my not spoilers out for Endgame. Yeah. I have to spoil everything else.
0: <laughs> now, how about Thor the Dark World? Not even Thor 2, but Thor the Dark World.
2: I have not seen it, so I will. Not saying, you know,
0: this is one that is probably <laughs> that you can at, skip. it's probably at a little bit of a disadvantage, because out of all of these films, I would say that this is one of the few that most people have not seen. I had not seen it leading up to this bracket. I've seen it now. And I could understand why somebody might vote Iron Man three over Thor, uh, the dark world, let's just say.
1: Yeah, so this Thor movie is kind of the weak link in the middle. It went through a lot of production hassles, which I've lamented often. Patty Jenkins was originally tied to direct. Natalie Portman was going to get a bigger role. None of that actually happened. And the kind of bland movie we got, the only importance it has towards the rest of the season arc of Marvel is that this is where the reality stone is introduced.
0: Right, and it ha- it features a performance by a superhero that is currently starring in a DC superhero movie. We're talking about Zachary Levi of Shazam! He plays
1: one of the Warriors 3. Yes. Hmm.
0: Okay. So, what's you guys' vote? Oh, it's definitely Iron, Iron Man, Man 3. Iron Man
1: 3. And that's what the people said as well. Yeah, that's Iron Man surprisingly. surprisingly. On. Okay. Now we go from a couple sequels to an original and the most recent other than Endgame, Captain Marvel takes on Avengers 2. That was Avengers Age of
0: Ultron. Mm. I think I remember what I voted for this, but what did you vote, Mickey?
2: Well, I mean, I'm biased again. I have not seen Age of Ultron, and I did love Captain Marvel.
0: Mm. So I
2: might have voted for Captain Marvel no matter what it was up against, just because it's one of my favorites.
0: Now, I wonder how many of these people that have voted have actually seen all 21 films. I have... And I will admit that I thought Captain Marvel was a better time at the, at the movies. The, I don't think the, uh, the stakes weren't as high in Captain Marvel, but that's fair because it's an origin they story. They don't always have to be. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't always have to be. And I, I can't exactly put my finger on it, but there's just something that's not quite right with Age of Ultron. There's just something a little off. Joss Whedon was very tired when he was writing and directing this movie. And to be fair, Captain Marvel's not a perfect movie either, but it has some great comic relief in it Mm -hmm. from a very unexpected source. And I won't uh, spoil that because it's a relatively new film.
2: Yeah, still in the theaters. I would go with uh,
0: Captain
1: Captain Marvel. Marvel. And I voted for Age of Ultron because Age of Ultron has one of my favorite scenes in a comic book movie, in a Marvel movie or any comic book movie. When they take a break, when they need to kind of recover, they've just gotten beat up by Ultron a couple times and the group needs to come back together. Ultron's whole plan is to divide them, which becomes a theme in some other of the MCU movies as well but they come together again at Jeremy Renner Hawkeye's just kind of Your side favorite house. favorite character. No 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 I love Hawkeye. Oh, I thought you didn't. I love Hawkeye okay. and we get to meet his family and kind of ground all of these superheroes for just a moment make it important and interpersonal again before they go and present a united front against Ultron for the second time.
0: But the people said...
1: Yeah, I mean, I wanted to talk about Age of Ultron (laughs) because I'm not going to get to it again. Right. The people voted for Captain Marvel. Fresh on their minds.
0: Recency bias. So we've got Mm, Captain Marvel moving along and (laughs) Thor 3 too.
2: Iron Man 3.
0: Iron Man 3. Sorry, Thor 2.
1: Next, we have another Thor movie going up against Ant-Man 2, Ant-Man and the Wasp. So Thor 1 versus Ant-Man 2.
2: Ooh. I really like Ant Man 2 is one of my favorite Marvel movies. Again, haven't seen Thor 1, so I can't, I feel like I can't really talk, but I think uh, Ant Man and the Wasp is a great film.
0: So I may surprise you guys with this one, and maybe even myself, considering how much I loved the original Ant Man. Like, I would put that up with one of my top favorites, right? However,. My expectations were also higher for Ant-Man 2, and therefore I was a little disappointed when it came out. Wasn't like a clear-cut villain. The villain that was kind of the villain throughout the movie wasn't really strong. Um, I will say this, though. Out of all the Marvel movies that we've seen, Ant-Man and the Wasp is the most kid-friendly Marvel movie that I've seen.
2: Also, the only, in my opinion, believable couple... In Marvel, yeah, I could the see guy, that. Guys, a lot of the the couples well, don't have on screen Mickey chemistry. How difficult
0: <laughs> would it be to fall in love with Paul Rudd? Yeah, not very difficult. Right? Paul Rudd <laughs> so, is so likable. So, but okay, with the original Thor, I I there it does have the advantage because I've seen it most recently, and some of these Shakespearean scenes, like I was talking about earlier are quite well acted and directed by the wonderful actor-slash-director Kenneth Brana. And I was really interested in the—like, it, it really dove deep into characters, these characters that were just being introduced to for the first time— And again, smaller stakes, and uh, I think Thor gets my vote on this one. Thor just going on a
1: journey, discovering what it truly means to be worthy, starts as just the cocky heir to a throne that would always be his. Loki presents... Uh, you know, an imagination that he hadn't thought of before, that the he, Loki is a trickster, but he was also just the forgotten brother, and it's kind of sad, whereas Thor had never thought of anyone other than himself. He learns and he grows during the course of the movie. We're introduced to beautiful Asgard, as imagined by Kenneth Branagh. I love Thor. Thor, the first one, is one of my top five favorite mm. Marvel movies. Wow. So
2: I'm outnumbered on this. But what do people, people say?
1: But the people voted for Ant-Man and the Wasp. That might be a Mm.
2: recency thing, and I don't know because I haven't seen Thor one. Ant-Man and the Wasp, for my money, is the
0: funniest (laughs) Marvel movie. Oh, so Mickey and I are going to disagree. Well, I'm going to disagree with you on that one, but we haven't gotten to that film yet, so
1: yeah. Next up, we have Captain America Civil War
0: versus Iron Man 2. Oh, okay. Yeah, this one won't be too difficult. (laughs)
2: Hmm. I'm going to go with Civil War, I think.
0: I'm also going with Civil War, although I've only seen that movie once. And I don't know why, for some reason, that movie is just has been kind of forgettable for me. I saw it the one time. I think it was at a point where I just felt like all of these movies were blending in and I couldn't I couldn't keep things straight. But I I do remember liking it. I thought it was more dramatic. The tension was higher. The stakes were higher, which in this case I think is better because uh, in Iron Man 2, it's just kind of a bizarre film. And it really takes some strange detours throughout the film. It's uh, the return of Jon Favreau, who directed the first one and got things rolling and did a great job with Iron Man 1. Um, but I think the weakest point in Iron Man 2 is the villain. And I think a lot of people would agree that Whiplash – I think it's Whiplash as mm-hmm. a Whiplash. Yeah, Mickey Rourke right. just not, not the yeah, strongest of villains.
2: It. I don't well, love Civil War either, but I do think I would put it ahead of Iron Man 2. Sam
1: Rockwell is the real
0: villain I do love in Sam Iron Rockwell. 2, and it's a shame him. he
1: hasn't come back yet. We That's open. He's in
0: prison. Well,
1: not, not prison Sam ain't Rockwell. Prison <laughs> <laughs> What about villain. you, Cole? I I do vote for Civil War. Civil War um has my favorite interpretation of Spider-Man on film, even including all of his own movies. And this is
0: our first introduction to mm-hmm. Peter Parker where Peter in Parker this iteration. Peter Parker shows up as right. Tom
1: Holland. And I love Civil War. The people love Civil War as yeah. well. Not surprised. That's At least more than Iron Man 2. I
0: think Iron Man 2 has one of the lower uh critic scores. It's also just been so movie. long
2: since I've watched that yeah. but it's hard to remember.
0: I think Thor: The Dark World is officially the lowest scoring Marvel film,
1: generally speaking. Yeah, we're going to head back and stay in the Captain America trilogy mm. for Captain America: The First Avenger, the first Captain America going up against the Incredible Hulk.
0: Ooh, again, I don't think this. Does anyone want to defend the
1: Incredible Hulk before um, we move on?
0: Well, let me just say this: Edward Norton. Edward Norton is a terrific actor. He really is. So I don't think it was necessarily a casting choice, but you get this really odd feeling watching it. Now, let me give you some context. This is the second film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Also released in 2008. Right, right. So um, this may have been before, I don't know, before they had as much of a plan as they did by the end. But there's something about this movie that is off, and I believe it is in the script because you can see that there are attempts at humor throughout the film, but the co- the comic timing is just off. So it could be a combination of the casting and the script, but I, I think a lot of people are relieved that Edward Norton did not come back to do another stint as the Incredible Hulk. As much as I love Liv Tyler, I don't think she was... Maybe it was just her character, or again, the writing, I don't know, but... I there's something off about this film. There's there's the magic that is missing from this film that we see in all the other films.
2: Hmm.
1: General Ross, the only person in this movie to make regular right. appearances in other MCU movies. That was more about the Hulk than I think I've ever heard, or more than the people cared to think about. The Hulk only received four votes. It was the
0: lowest receiving wow. votes yeah, in wow. our
1: poll. Also because Captain America, the first Avenger, is great, and we'll get to talk about it more when it goes up against its next opponent.
0: Because it did it did move along. It moved on. I because really more enjoyed. than
1: five people voted for <laughs> Captain America. You know, yeah. I remember
0: when Captain America Winter Soldier came out and everybody was singing its praises, and I remember saying, What about the first one? I I, I think there was a time that I enjoyed the first Captain America. Better than the second. I I just like time
1: ended, because we can talk about Winter Soldier right now. Well, Let's...
0: hold on a second. Cause I love the the great nostalgic feel that you get watching Winter or the original Captain America. Just it it takes place in a different time than the the majority of the other Marvel movies do. A few of them are like really far into the or no, a few of them are maybe like eighties or nineties, but then there's this one that's way back In the 40s, and uh, who doesn't love seeing Captain America go up against Nazis slash Hydra? Yeah. (laughs) Sure. That's what he was born to do,
1: right? And then he goes up against Hydra again. Yes. Within the the disguise of his own beloved shield in Captain America Winter Soldier.
0: Spoiler alert
1: again. Which is in our next matchup, Captain America Winter Soldier versus Ant-Man, the first one.
0: Ooh, ooh. Okay, I know which one I'm going with on this one.
2: I have not seen Winter Soldier. Uh, I th- I think Ant Man was decent. Decent. Yeah, I didn't love it. You Ant like Man is Ant- way better.
0: Okay, I agree. Okay. okay, now hold on just a minute here. The original Ant Man I mentioned was one of my top five favorite, probably of the Marvel movies that are in this bracket. I should say. And the game
1: excluded everyone Mm -hmm.
0: again. I mean, a big part of that. I know, Cole, you might you might bring up some of the the script changes and director changes that occurred during the making of Ant Man. But the one constant, it seemed, and you may correct me if I'm wrong on this too, but was Paul Rudd, who not only Paul Rudd riffing right, Paul Rudd, not only acting in it, but also uh, kind of co writing the script as well. Paul Rudd is so likable. The likability factor is through the roof. roof. But aside from that, again, I love these kind of deviations from these gigantic stakes movies that we've gotten used to in the Marvel universe up to this point. Mm -hmm. And this was just a simple heist movie that I thought was executed quite well. To great comic relief, uh, with great comic relief in the form of Michael Pena, a really cool montage where you see Michael Pena narrating and other actors like kind of mouth and does that second one One, too, and I love it. The first (laughs) everything you like about the
2: first one is also in the second one, but better and funnier. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Mm. Agree to disagree. But what do the people say well, when you match these two movies? These two up?
1: movies are interesting as well because these kind of stand apart. Marvel movies are their own genre. But a lot of people say that, oh, Ant-Man's cool because it's a heist movie with superheroes. Or The Winter Soldier is cool because it's a, a crime thriller with superheroes. It's more of a political thriller, po- I would say. A political thriller. Yeah.
0: Right. And I, I mentioned this to you. I, even though I wouldn't put it in the same realm as The Dark Knight – Civil War or uh, Winter Soldier is pretty much the dark knight of the Marvel universe, I think, of all these movies. It's the only one
1: that could even be lightly described as being a little bit dark. It's very Marvel serious. Marvel is very Some happy of the action lucky,
0: scenes, normally. some of the action scenes are quite intense. I would I would probably say the most intense action scenes, maybe the most dark. The others are are really epic in scale, but I would say the action sequences in this one are noticeable, noticeably different and darker than the others.
1: Apparently the people like dark because Winter Soldier moves on. Oh, moves on. It's a little Interesting.
0: disappointing. But okay, I can live with it.
1: Next we have two standalone, as of yet, no sequels. Uh, we have Spider-Man Homecoming versus Doctor Strange. Yeah. Ooh, solid
2: Spider-Man there. <laughs> I like Doctor Strange because... I didn't. It's not, he's not like a technology guy. He's like a, a mystic power guy, which I think, you know, was a nice deviation for me. But Spider Man is an awesome movie. Tom Holland is so fun to watch. He's very charming.
0: You think he's cute. Oh, too. yeah, I
2: do think he's cute. <laughs> he is unimpeded. He's younger than cute. me.
0: So, <laughs> okay. Now, here's what I'll say about Doctor Strange. It is one of the more forgettable Marvel movies for me. There's nothing, I, I don't want to say anything bad about the character of Doctor Strange because I, will. I think there are some really cool elements to his character. Not necessarily the portrayal or how he was written, but how he shows up in other Marvel movies I'm a big fan of, including the uh, Avengers Infinity War and Endgame and Thor Ragnarok. If you you may have missed that he was in that film. But like so many other characters, he is best taken in small doses. So, for instance, when you try to give Mater his own film in Cars 2, it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. He is one of those characters that is better when he's more mysterious and only shows up at key moments. And he was, he was used to great effect in the movies following Doctor Strange, well,
1: and his in his origin story, Doctor Strange, he isn't really that mystical or knowledgeable yet. He's learning how to be that mm-hmm. mystical character that we now right. love. Really, he was just a cocky doctor. Yeah. It, it was Iron Man, but with magic instead of technology of his yeah. own device, with elements of yeah, Inception, less money.
0: Yeah, Oof. Spider-Man: Homecoming. I will say, I probably uh, I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I was. Following all of the marketing for that movie, because the marketing for the movie was very much this is going to be very much like a ferris bueller 's day off this cool high school kid that you know get gets into mischief and things of that nature, but it does have a lot of great things going for it in a great villain, Michael Keaton,
1: best marvel villain
0: Tom Holland is fantastic in the role, and again, I love it. When the stakes are smaller, and he's not trying to save the universe, in a way he's trying to survive high school. And I love that. That's a great key element of this movie, Mm -hmm. which is why I would vote for Spider-Man Homecoming.
1: And I vote for Spider-Man, and Mickey voted... Spider-Man. And the people voted...
2: Yeah, that doesn't surprise
1: me. ...by a landslide. Next up, and last in this first round of matchups. Is Iron Man the first and the original the one that started it all? All the MCU versus Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Mm. Mm.
2: Mm. I'm not a huge Guardians of the Galaxy fan, I think really? they're overrated. The second one, especially, was disappointing uh, to me. So I am going to go with Iron Man. I think that the, the original. second
1: Guardians of the Galaxy did characters maybe even better than the first one, but the humor and the timing and just the general opponent they were going up against was all so much less in the second one. The freshness
0: is kind the of worn off a little, little bit. bit. Yeah, yeah. The,
1: the soundtrack wasn't as good. That was the cool thing about the first one, too. Whereas Iron Man is such an anchor of a character, and really the whole MCU hinges on... Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr., what he brings to that role and, and what we can all see in him. Ending the whole movie with I am Iron Man is iconic, and that's the movie I would vote for.
0: Yeah, I do agree that um, the freshness of Guardians of the Galaxy kind of wears off a little bit in the second one, so it's a little bit of a letdown. However, some there are some character arcs in the second one, or they maybe they weren't even arcs, but just things that you didn't see coming that I thought were fantastic. However, the original Iron Man is not only the film that got everything going, and it was such a huge hit and a huge surprise, and it resurrected Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, career. Mm -hmm. There are two moments, at least two moments, in the original Iron Man that I think represent some of the greatest scenes in any of these films. The first of those being when he has to... Uh, basically, build that the, that first model of an Iron Man suit to escape from this cave, which is just such such a fantastic turn. Everybody's shooting at him, and then they stop shooting because they realize that's not doing anything. And then he says, "My turn," and then he just unloads on everybody. Great scene, and then the very last line of that movie, he breaks one of the cardinal rules in any superhero movie you don't give up your secret identity and yet the very last line of the movie is i am iron man that was just so shocking and so unprecedented up to that point i loved it iron man
1: and Iron Man does move on in the yeah. bracket as That's well. Good. <laughs> We've got round two through four coming up next, but so far,
0: so good, right? I can pretty much agree with most of these choices. There's nothing I can't live with just yet, or the difficult decisions have not come up yet, so I'm grateful for that. But I have a feeling when we return, things are going to get a little more difficult. We'll see how things pan out in our Marvel Cinematic Universe movie bracket here on Screen Cleaning. back with rounds two and three of our Marvel Cinematic Universe movie bracket. And, uh, you know, I don't think there have been a lot of surprises just yet, but there's still plenty of time for us to be surprised. A lot of the favorites, a lot of the core favorites are moving along, but I don't think we've been introduced to all of the films yet, have we, Cole? No, there were a few that got a
1: first round buy, if you know anything about brackets. And they're, they're some of the more... Audience-friendly and critic-friendly that I kind of pushed along to the next round just in case. And we're going to start with what I've envisioned as the one seed of this whole bracket, and that is the first Avengers movie in 2012, the one that brought everyone together and really solidified this is an MCU. Iron Man started it, but it wasn't until Avengers that we realized what these movies could do when you team everyone up. And that Avengers movie goes up against Iron Man 3.
0: Oh, yeah. I... It's Avengers. Avengers. It's Avengers for me. And here's why. When I first saw the Avengers movie way back in 2012, yeah, I remember thinking, this is like the most epic movie I've ever seen. I left the theater thinking, how on earth are they going to top that? and yet they still consistently find a way to do it as mm-hmm. far as the scale is concerned as far as the quality I'm not as convinced because i would put marvels the avengers i think is the official title at, at least in my top 5 favorite marvel movies so marvels is definitely or avengers is definitely moving on for me
2: yeah me too i
1: really I'm going to miss Iron Man 3. Um, I, <laughs> I vote for Avengers as well. But Iron Man 3 is my favorite of the Iron Mans, like we said really? before. It's, it's the one where we kind of get to know Tony Stark a little bit more. The, this whole movie is him dealing with the aftermath of the Avengers. PTSD. It came out the next year, and, yep. and he has this PTSD. He's getting anxiety attacks, and it really made him real again. But the Avengers is the one that will move on in the people's bracket. hmm
0: Not surprising.
1: Next matchup, we bring on Captain Marvel, who advanced from the first round to go up against Thor Ragnarok.
0: Thor 3. Ooh, Ooh. I know what I'm voting for this one.
2: I'm I'm Captain Marvel again. Really? Yes. I liked Thor Ragnarok, uh, but I loved Captain Marvel.
0: Okay, so Cole mentioned earlier that Ant-Man and the Wasp, he considered to be... The funniest Marvel mm-hmm. movie.
1: I just kind of slid it in there I see think, if anyone would notice.
0: I think Thor Ragnarok <laughs> is the funniest, funniest Marvel movie, and I'd love to hear which one you think is the I'm funniest gonna Marvel movie. I think am going to
2: go with Ant-Man and the Wasp is the wow. funniest yeah. Marvel movie. I didn't
0: necessarily mean between those two, but of all of them, that's the one you feel is the funniest? I mean,
2: I think so. Yeah? Okay. I can
0: see that, that I guess. That I've
2: seen. I haven't seen them all.
0: So... Yeah, so Thor Ragnarok versus Captain Marvel, I'm definitely going with Thor Ragnarok. I know that this uh this film upset some purists like Cole, and that's not to say anything bad against that point of view. I'll defend it's, it in a second. It's just and it certainly is noticeable that Now wait a minute. He was speaking like in Shakespeare talk in the first Thor. And now by part three, he like everything's like a pop culture reference or like everybody in the movie is a comedian. However, he's a friend from work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thor Ragnarok also gives us one of the best characters in any of the Marvel movies who sadly only appears in one film. And that is Jeff Goldblum's character. Who's kind of the leader of this uh city where he just likes watching over these champions competing against each other, which is where we see Thor and the Hulk team up or not team up but face off against each other and there's a lot if you're not a fan of Riffing Cole, I could see why you wouldn't like this movie because the whole movie is
2: there is a lot of a that. bunch of riffing
0: yeah. <laughs> like they they made a point of letting the actors improvise a lot. And so you can watch all the deleted scenes of Jeff Goldblum just going all over the place with if with his Jeff Goldbluminess. But Thor Ragnarok is just it's it's hard to match or beat in terms of pure fun and over the top humor.
1: And and I'll admit I'm a curmudgeon. I didn't let myself have fun during Thor 3 because I just couldn't help but think this is not the Thor that we've gotten to know over the past couple movies and the Avengers movies. It was such a hard left turn. And the thing that makes the Marvel Cinematic Universe the Marvel Cinematic Universe worth talking about for an entire show and worth spending billions of dollars that it'll make at the box office this weekend is because it's got continuity. These are characters Hmm. that we learn and grow with, and Thor Ragnarok really just turned away from all of that for the sake of making a fun action movie that i don't think was even as good of a movie as people say it is
0: and if your favorite movie if one of your favorites is thor it's probably gonna upset you and like I it lo- did that I makes a
2: lot Cole. of sense yeah. we we support that's fair. your stance but what did the people
0: say the,
1: i mean the people love thor
2: oh really <laughs> that's a shame for me
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i love it i love it i love it Four, where it's going three moves okay on.
1: Next, we have the movie that I think inspired what we got out of Thor Ragnarok, the original Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. going up against Ant-Man 2, Ant-Man and the
2: Wasp. I still pick Ant-Man 2 because, wow. as I've said, one of my favorite MCUs. And I don't really like Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it's, I think it's a fun movie. I do think it's overrated. It's not as good as everyone says. Uh, a little bit boring. Hard to keep track of all the places they go. I think um, they, always, the,
0: they always put the name of the place up on yeah,
2: the screen. But I, just, I, like, I blame Guardians of the Galaxy for
1: this, too. This is where we started getting big title cards for everything. And that carried over into the movies where, hey, we're in Cleveland now or we're in 1991. In, in Civil War, we got these big title cards making it epic like we were going to different planets like Guardians did. Mm-hmm. But really it was just different places.
0: So if blame, if, if to blame is the right word here or the of the right verb – I do agree with Cole that um, Guardians of the Galaxy is the film responsible for some of the tone changes that we saw in some of the later Marvel movies, especially Thor: Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing the trailer. Cole and I both felt like this looks exactly like
1: oh, it's Guardians, Guardians. of the
0: Galaxy, right? Let's put some '80s
1: music to some funny voiceover and see right,
0: what right. However. The feeling that I get watching Guardians of the Galaxy is I feel like I'm watching a modern version of the original Star Wars film. Hmm, And to me, that that is a good thing. You have this ragtag team of reluctant heroes, people that don't even want to be the heroes that are stepping in to save the world or to save the galaxy, I guess. And uh, it's just a fun cast. I will admit, um, I don't feel like Chris Pratt has fully sunk his teeth into the role This first time around, that will come with later pictures, but it just has some really fascinating characters. It was the one that I was most hesitant to see after seeing the trailer. I thought, that looks ridiculous. But now I can say, in all honesty, it's one of my top five favorite Marvel movies. And uh, yeah, I love it. I vote
1: for that one to move on. As much as I really do enjoy Ant Man and the Wasp, it's just got too many script problems for me to keep voting for it. And Guardians of the Galaxy, although I blame it for most of what happened to the MCU that I don't like, the quipping, the standard Marvel humor, the style of Thor Ragnarok and, and everything else... The reason it's to blame is because Guardians was so good the first time, and you, then they tried to replicate it all these other times and just couldn't do it.
0: You know what? We, to be fair to to this movie and to Thor Ragnarok especially, we've been having the quipping and the the pop culture references and the meta humor all from the very beginning of it with Iron Man. I mean, that was whole, that was Robert Downey Jr.'s thing. Not
1: like, as much. I
0: will admit. I will admit. In the later films, and especially in this latest Avengers film, there is an obscene amount of that going on in Endgame, with you know Robert Downey Jr. saying things like Thumbelina and Tom Thumb, and you know all these references to other stories.
2: I like it. I think it's a good change. It's too bad they didn't start it at the beginning, but I'm a fan.
0: Okay, what do the people say?
2: Guardians of the Galaxy. Not surprised. Yep, it's a fan
1: favorite. Next up, we have a couple third installments and a couple of the the biggest scope movies as far as the cast they got together to do it. Captain America: Civil War moved on from the last round to face Avengers: Infinity War,
2: which is a Ooh. really good film. I recently rewatched it. Civil thought... War, Infinity, or Infinity War. War. Okay, which I liked better than Civil War.
0: Um. I'm going to go with Infinity War as well. I love this character of Thanos who... Great villain. On the the face of it, it it seems like a character that could be ridiculed relentlessly, and a lot of people do mention how silly he kind of looks. However, he's a complex character. The really dangerous characters are the Mm -hmm. ones that are not only doing bad, but think that they're doing good, and that's why I think he's a great character, and that's why I think this movie, even though it might uh, – the quality of it might diminish a bit after you see Endgame, I, of those two films, I would definitely choose Infinity War.
1: And you touched on really what made Infinity War so great. We know all of the heroes. They've all had their own movies and we mm-hmm. love them. The fact that they really gave Infinity War to Thanos' arc was a fascinating thing that I didn't expect and I really loved. But Civil War is a movie that I loved the first time I saw it because it had Spider-Man and I thought it was amazing. And then as time went on, I started to second-guess myself. I thought, Hmm. oh, I think I only love this because of Spider-Man. The airport scene wasn't that great. And I started (laughs) just second-guessing myself. But when I rewatched it again, I realized in the context of the whole Captain America story – It is really, really amazing how these characters learn and grow. Crossbones comes back as actual Crossbones, even though he was just fighting him as a Hydra guy in in Winter Soldier. The story of him and Peggy Carter, which for my money, Mickey, is the most believable romance in the MCU. I really enjoyed Captain America's story, how he changed as a character and became the guy that you would believe would go up against the government, even though he's got America in his name.
0: Right. And I will say... It's got the film that has to move on is the one that sparked this big pop culture reference that is simply known as the snap. You say the snap, and everybody knows what you're talking about. That's huge.
1: The people agree with
0: you, Jeff. Infinity War
1: gets past Civil War. Too many wars. (laughs) No, next up, let's go to a war in in a in a distant place named Wakanda, where Black Uh... Panther Mm -hmm. goes up against. Captain America, the first Avenger.
0: Okay. You know, this is tough because I really do remember liking Captain America, the first Avenger. However, I do feel like uh, Black Panther really got People going. It had a great soundtrack. Like to me, I know people love this movie for so many different reasons, but for me, I really felt like the music was the star of the movie. I loved the music, and I love, I think, Cole, you've talked to me about all that went into creating the soundtrack for this film, and it was just such an epic undertaking. Plus, I I, I think it's great to—it was kind of the first film that really got people talking about inclusivity and diversity Mm -hmm. and and just, you know, embracing this. It's
2: impossible to ignore the cultural impact Black Panther had. And I also think you could say the same thing you're saying about the music, about the costume design and the set design. So I I haven't seen that Captain America one, but I'm going to have to go with Black Panther.
0: I will say— I think Black Panther is the most violent Marvel movie I have That's seen. That's
2: probably true.
1: Ooh, yeah. And when
0: he starts off in
1: Wakanda, just kind of going after the, the rebels that are selling this, you know, black market vibranium, and even down to what Killmonger does to Claw, and Killmonger as a villain. We've talked about a lot of these other villains. I'm partial to, to Michael Keaton as Vulture, as I mentioned before, but. Michael B. Jordan is amazing in this movie, and I vote for Black Panther as well. Three of us and all of the people agree that Black Black Panther Panther. moves on. Yep. And now we go to the next round. So you're (sighs) going to hear some of the movies that have moved on. We're going to have some harder
0: decisions to make. Here's where we start choosing between our children.
1: Hmm. The first (laughs) Avengers 2012 versus Thor Ragnarok.
2: Oh, Avengers. Uh, and
1: I vote for Avengers as well because of my undying hatred towards what <laughs> right. Thor did. All I right. just
2: like Avengers better. I mean Thor Ragnarok's fun. Avengers is a little bit more meaningful to me. And it's meaningful to the Marvel Cinematic yeah, Universe. Exactly. This is an MC I mean. bracket.
1: Move I, on the right one, Jeff. Yeah.
0: I no, I can agree with everything that's just been said. As fun and as funny as Thor Ragnarok is, I am I still remember the feeling that I had being blown away by the original Avengers. It was also incredibly funny. Joss Whedon is so talented as a director and a writer, and yeah, I still think it's one of the best. And between these two, I've got to go with the Avengers. Oh boy! Well, we're all wrong. The people <gasps> oh, really? really voted for Thor Ragnarok. That is I a think,
2: kind of a fan favorite.
0: I think I really think it goes back to the humor. I think people. I think at a certain point, people just want to be entertained and laugh out loud as many times as possible, and that's what Thor Ragnarok gave them. That maybe Avengers didn't. So I'm, I'm just, I'm guessing why it's they voted also that been way. a
2: long time since they've seen Avengers, probably, that, and they've more recently seen Thor Ragnarok. And Thor
1: Ragnarok's just more accessible. I, I talk about how Endgame is truly this culmination, and and to truly appreciate it, you have to have just loved all of these other movies. For Ragnarok, anyone that likes jokes can go see and yeah. not care yeah, that it's a comic exactly book movie. Yeah, that's exactly true. Yeah. So Thor does move on. Next we have a- another funny movie versus an Avengers movie. It's The Guardians of the Galaxy versus Infinity War.
2: Infinity mm. War is a quality film. I think even if you haven't seen any of the other... Well, maybe not. I don't know. But I'm Infinity War because I think... It's in true Marvel fashion. It's a great movie. It's fun to see uh, superheroes lose sometimes because they always win. So I like That's Infinity true. War.
0: Okay. I'm going to go uh, against what Mickey said here and go with Guardians of the Galaxy. Is that the one that we're – Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. And here's why. a Kind of a common theme in a lot of my favorite Marvel films is that they can almost be taken – uh, you can watch them as their own entity right mm-hmm. so i was I was somebody who was probably in the minority who was very disappointed when the Guardians of the Galaxy joined with the Avengers because I really enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy as its own thing, and I just wanted to see it. Keep going as its own thing. My
1: constant rebuttal to this is that Guardians of the Galaxy had maybe the most overtly shoehorned in Infinity Stone plot to their movie. Everything that happens in Guardians of the Galaxy, sure, they're they're off in space doing their own thing. But it revolves around just the Power Stone kind of. And it doesn't make sense that it should. The ending versus running the Accuser would have been a lot more powerful if it didn't have to have an Infinity Stone tie-in and so every time you talk about it being standing alone or you do this with ant-man as well how it mm-hmm. can stand alone but ant-man has the worst tie-in with just his <laughs> fight against falcon for no reason yeah, whatsoever that's
0: true. <laughs> i'm still going with uh, guardians of the galaxy how about you cole
1: i vote for avengers infinity war
0: and
2: the people
1: voted for avengers infinity yeah,
0: that's oh good.
1: man infinity war is very recent it's very powerful right just
2: like fan cultural significance
0: yeah this all is right. a time issue
1: now the bottom half of this bracket has four movies that were extremely close in the voting so we got a we got a fair number of people voting in our bracket and the next four are all divided by five votes Ooh. whoa so these are all this is extremely close. good movies so the final four that the people four. couldn't decide between but i made them decide yeah Black Panther goes up against Captain America the Winter Soldier in okay. the first matchup.
2: Black Panther. But I haven't seen Winter Soldier, so. <laughs> <laughs> I uh,
0: you know what? I'm also going to go with Black Panther. Oh, I am.
1: I love the Winter Soldier. I really do think that it it deserves some of the hype it gets as as a Marvel movie that stands apart, but also... It it furthers the captain's narrative in such a, a good way, and it makes him more than just the mascot that he was in World War II. It brings him into the modern day That's and forces point. him to make some serious questions. But
0: that was played for laughs, him being a mascot in World War II. Um, I, I will say I'm probably more partial to Black Panther, maybe solely— because I'm not a huge Captain America fan. Huge fan of the character, I should say. I do kind of like the the uh, relationship that he has with Peggy Carter. However, when you pit him up against Iron Man... I'm more of an Iron Man guy. I, like I, I, I'm not a fan necessarily of these characters that put off this holier than thou art vibe. And I feel like Captain America certainly does that. Captain
1: America's not holier than thou. He's he's not a Captain Marvel or or a he's Doctor said... Strange where they're kind of separate from others. No, he's but just he's an idealist. Right. He wants things yeah. to be the way they should be. What's wrong with that?
0: And I, I do. I guess I do appreciate that he has to get his hands dirty a little bit. But I do feel like of the two characters. Iron Man, surprisingly, is the one that is a little more flexible, that sees the error of his ways and at least changes, whereas I feel like Iron or Captain America is a little more stubborn and goody-two-shoes, and that's why I'm going to go with Black Panther. I vote for The Winter Soldier, but the people
1: in, again, I mentioned a very narrow vote, voted for Black, Black
2: Panther. Panther. Okay. Yeah.
0: That was just such, I mean, it was such an important film for a lot of people, and it was the more recent one, so I think that could have a factor yeah, in it as makes well. Makes
1: sense. Next, the winner between Spider-Man and Iron Man was decided by two oh votes. Oh, that's
2: hard. I don't know. I think I'm going to pick Spider-Man.
1: As a young person, I also pick Spider-Man. Yeah, it's just
2: it's fresh, it's fun, it's not quite Guardians of the Galaxy. Thor ragnarok And
1: Spider-Man's just a nicer guy. I root for him as a hero more because he's just trying to protect his neighborhood, where Iron Man, especially in that first one, has it all. Um, He hasn't really been knocked down a peg yet. His whole thing being off and, and hidden in the cave just leads to him thinking the problem through and solving it. And then the villain in that is just extremely boring, with Obadiah Stane showing up in just another Iron Man suit whereas the Vulture Mm. presents a real question to Spider-Man and and the twist that's involved in who he is.
0: You know, you guys are creating a really difficult decision here for me because as much as I've been a proponent of Iron Man, I've only seen Spider-Man Homecoming one time. And I did mention that I was a little disappointed in the final product after seeing all the really clever marketing for it. However, I will agree that Iron Man does have – as for for all the strong portions of that film, the middle of it is kind of – it kind of suffers and the whole scene with Obadiah Stane at the end is, is – kind of makes you roll your eyes a bit and is not all that spectacular. But Spider-Man Homecoming is one that I do want to revisit. It's got great casting and I will say that there are some pretty big emotional stakes because – the big villain of the film, isn't he the father of the girl that Peter Parker is kind of crushing on? Mm-hmm. So that creates an enormous uh, roadblock and an enormous problem. I'm going to go with Spider-Man. I, I'm surprising myself, and I'm going to go with Spider-Man Homecoming. The people voted for Iron Man. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, I'm that not surprises too
2: me. I'm not disappointed either. I like both of those movies.
0: Which brings us to the final four Films, And they are Cole.
1: Thor Ragnarok. Avengers Infinity War. Black Panther. And Iron Man.
2: Mm -hmm. Okay,
0: so when we return, we will see which one of those films will move on to the final two. And then which one will ultimately be crowned the greatest Marvel movie ever made. That's up next here on Screen Cleaning. We're back to see which of all 21 of the Marvel movies thus far... Leading up to Endgame. (laughs) ...will be crowned the greatest Marvel movie made to date. And, Cole, we've narrowed it down to the final four, and once again, they are...
1: Thor Ragnarok, Avengers Infinity War, Black Panther, and Iron Man. In the first matchup, you're going to have to choose between Infinity War and Ragnarok.
0: Gotta,
2: Infinity War. I've
0: got to be honest with you. I I do I am surprised that Thor Ragnarok made it this yeah, far. Yeah,
2: jeez. People really really like that, I guess.
0: Um, but as far as rewatchability, I'm going to go with Thor Ragnarok. I would be more likely to rewatch Thor Ragnarok than I would especially after you've seen Endgame you'll you'll know what I'm talking about once you go see it. But I'm going to go with Ragnarok. And
1: Infinity War does leave us on such a lame cliffhanger that you know they're gonna figure out how to get mm. around. And yeah. so <laughs> Ragnarok has that going for it. I still just hate it, and so yeah. I'm going to vote for Infinity, Infinity War. War.
0: But the uh, was this one close at all?
1: This one was very close, and in fact, these were the two highest vote getters of all of the movies in the bracket. But avengers infinity war moved Mm. on
0: okay that's not too surprising and taken you know as a two-part film it is quite strong and uh yeah i i'm not gonna say they're wrong because it was a tough choice for me but yeah
1: and in the last semi-final we have black panther versus iron man
0: Ooh,
2: Mm, i vote for black panther i think i do too
0: Really? I've
1: come back yeah. around. I, I took a break. I voted for it for a couple times. Then I liked Winter Soldier better, but I'm back to liking Black Panther Black Panther, Panther.
2: More. yeah.
0: I'm going to stick with Iron Man, even though I voted against it in the last seed. I'll go back with Iron Man it now. It
1: happens, and Iron Man was the people's champion over here, wow. wow. which means the final... In this bracket, just the way it worked out, is the first Marvel movie versus the most recent Marvel movie. You have to decide between Iron Man and Avengers Infinity War.
0: I think this is a very fitting matchup.
2: Yeah, that's. I wouldn't have predicted that, but I'm happy about it.
0: And you're happy about it because you're choosing...
2: Infinity War, I think. I really like that movie. I think seeing everyone together for the first time is... I'm a, Dickler for that kind of thing and i have a lot of respect for the way it was done and the pacing and what happened at the end and the cultural impact so i'm gonna go with infinity war
0: all right i don't want to be accused of being a flip-flopper here but i'm kind <laughs> but you're of gonna flip yeah. <laughs> a little bit because taken as a whole iron man isn't necessarily a super strong film As I mentioned, it has some of my favorite parts of any of the Marvel movies, so let's not let that be forgotten because, gosh, Infinity War had such an impact on popular culture that I'm just going to have to go with Infinity War. I'm so sorry, Iron Man.
1: And I – I do. I think Iron Man kind of suffers for being the first one. It was 2008. Comic book movies were a little different. This is better than what we were getting at the time from Marvel, but we've figured things out by 2018 and Avengers Infinity War. I vote for it as well. The most people in the entire bracket voted for Avengers Infinity War as their ultimate champion, and it received the most votes in total of all the movies. Avengers Infinity War... Does win. Our wow. Marvel Cinematic Universe bracket.
0: Now, I have a feeling that if we were to do the same bracket uh, after the next movie comes out and included the next movie, I don't yeah. think it would win. Or we, even... had to,
1: we couldn't include Endgame
0: because <laughs> nobody had seen it. No one yeah. had seen it. You that can't would vote be unfair.
1: for it. It's interesting. Yeah. Infinity War, very early on, had to go up against uh, Captain America Civil War. That's huge. Infinity War moved on, but Civil War received the third most votes for their champion. But got knocked out pretty But quickly. it got knocked out early because it had to go up against the juggernaut that is Avengers Infinity War.
0: It ain't the perfect system, folks, but it is what it is. And Endgame—no, <laughs> Avengers Infinity War is the champion. I will say this. You know, depending on your mood, depending on how recently you've seen some of these films, depending on films that come out later— your opinions really going to be all over the place with some of these films as was made evident by some of my choices but I think the point we really want to make is this is just a tremendous effort on the part of Kevin Feige I think is how we decided it's pronounced and
1: all of the Marvel and Disney board and getting getting together something that has been off attempted to emulate and never successfully done marvel started this cinematic universe phenomenon and they're the only ones to keep doing it successfully time after time again
0: right well 22 great films are in our rear view mirror and countless more are in front of us to a few more right and we're going to enjoy them just as much i'm sure as we've enjoyed these 22 that's going to do it for this episode of Screen Cleaning. We'll be back. We're here every Saturday at 3 p.m., 6 p.m. Eastern, right here on BYU Radio.